Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the tiny stage hour of Almost Famous, 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Every Tuesday night brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John. First things first, if you're a local musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, get in contact with me. Find all the information on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com. While you're at it, follow us tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio and our podcast, which you can find at almostfamousradio.com or by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app. So tonight we are being joined on the tiny stage by Bobby Kane. How you doing, my friend? I am doing all right, especially now that I'm here with you, Ben. It's been a long time since you've been here last, a couple of years. Yeah, just about. For those who don't remember... Introduce yourself. Well, I am Bobby Kane, and I am a former New Yorker. Please don't hold that against me. Loving my life here in Massachusetts. And uh, yeah, I just love to make noise, usually on key, and make the crowds happy. So there was a time about a year and a half ago when there was this thing such as live music. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's coming back slowly, but... Talk about your time here in Massachusetts since you've been here and you're performing in the area. I have to say I, I have loved the performing I've, I've done here in Massachusetts and I've loved the venues that I have encountered, most especially the one where we met, which was Stoughton House of Brews, which breaks my heart to say is, it's, ah, it's gone. It is gone. Um, well, it's, it's still here, but it's, in a, it's a different incarnation of what it used to be. It is, yeah. And I guess it's more of a matter of... You know, it's kind of like that change in life where you know you're not quite certain what's coming next, but what you had made such an indelible mark on you. Yes, yeah, that that's kind of how I'm feeling. But um, I've I've noticed that I've been adapting a bit to the differences because you know coming from New York, things are you know they're tight and there's that hustle and bustle, and people seem to think that it would be tougher in New York to find, you know, find gigs and find venues to play. But I've, I've noticed it's actually tougher here because the competition is fierce. It is fierce. And, you know, you're more spread out. So when you're going for those, you know, going for those spots, you really have to have something. And the talent I've seen is immense. And I love it. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Especially coming from a New Yorker. (laughs) (laughs) So the pandemic has affected everybody in all different ways. And you started talking to me before we started the show tonight Mm -hmm. about how it's affected you. And if if you would kind of share that again. Yeah, sure. Um, The way I look at it lately is like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do it this way. People tell you not to speak in these terms, especially when you're an artist and when you're a musician. But I will tell you this, the pandemic messed me up bad. Um, I sat there and I watched a lot of people that I knew who were doing all sorts of great things like, you know, live shows from home. And sometimes they had access to these great venues and, you know, I can't hate on them because they're doing their thing. They're doing what I want to do. But it was, it was kind of rough because, you know, I've got two small kids. They were with me, you know, the whole time because I'm pretty much primary caregiver. Um, with them. So school was tough because it was remote. And then there was just no time to do much of anything. There was no time to get free from, you know, from the work that I had to do around the home. And, you know, depression sets in hard for some of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Some of us don't speak about it. And um, one of the things that I've been working towards is trying to deal with my own mental health issues so that I could be there to help people deal with theirs. And that's why I'm so thankful to have what talent I do have with music, because that's what helped me throughout my entire life. And even though I had a tough time accessing it during the pandemic and during the lockdowns and all, and even now, even now that things are starting to open up, like I was telling you, I had such a hard time trying to remember songs I play, trying to remember how to play them. Songs that I've written, I, you know, I could look you dead in the eye and go, I don't remember how to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
So it, it's, it's a lot of work. I'm working through that. But like I said, I want to try to work through that because I know that even though they may not be talking about it, there's a lot of people out there who are dealing with the same thing. And if I could be able to help, I want to. We can use this night as kind of a way to, to refresh and kind of brush up on your old songs and see how you do. <laughs> oh, Live <yeah>. radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. No pressure. Let's start off with the song. What are we listening to first? Um, well, since you know, we were talking about the fact that it's so hard to remember these things, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on one or work with one that I've done. I've had it under my belt for many, many years. Hopefully I get it right. <laughs> and it's one that I actually released recently you know, in fact, during the pandemic, called uh, Closure. Let's hear it. We have Bobby Kane on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Thank you, sir. Say hello, 
What a way to start the night. Nice job, man. That was killer. Thank you. Thank you. There has to be a story behind that song. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I happened to run into an ex of mine. And um, you know how you, you get together with friends and you start talking about the exes and, and, you know, everything is their fault. Everything is, you know, it's all them. It's all them. And yeah, no, I, I realized that we were both equally just not ready for that relationship, but it was odd going into a place that typically it was our place. We went to get tea like all the time at this one particular spot. And I happened to walk in there and there she is. And I just felt, you know, I have no animosity. I'll go and I'll say hello. And she was not having it. And <laughs> In all honesty, I completely deserved it. So I'm going to just take a, a shot in the dark here and assume that you haven't told her that song exists. Oh, no, I did. Oh, you did? Okay. She absolutely loves it. <laughs> we, we get along now. We get along great now. But yeah, she loves it. Do you typically tell people you write songs about that the song is about them? Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes, uh, depending on the situation, I'll ask first because, you know, if it's a touchy subject, I'm, I, I want to make sure that, hey, you know, would you mind if I put this out there in this particular format? And if they're like, no, 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 I'll change things up a little bit, but I'm still going to get the story out one yes. way or another. You know, I just won't make it too recognizable. How often do they turn you down? It's only ever happened once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only ever happened once. But, you know, I like, even before it became... Um, a popular notion, consent's always been a big thing for me. Before Taylor Swift. Before Taylor Swift. <laughs> so talk about how you compose. Are you lyric-based, melody-based? I am a chaotic wild card. In all, you know, in all the songs that I do, I don't think there is a standard method for me. Because there'll be times that I'll have a melody pop into my head and I'll just sit there and mumble and try to come up with chords to go with it. Boom, there's a song. And then there are times that... Uh, you know, I'll write down, like, I, I like, I love poetry, you know, and, and I like to consider myself a minor poet wannabe. So, I, you know, I'll, I'll write some verses and, you know, try to put something behind it. And sometimes I'll just, I'll have a complete song in my head with no lyrics whatsoever. And then I'll compose something that goes along with the feel. But I always write from what I live. So it makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, I don't think I have a standard method at all. Right before COVID hit, we were talking about, just a moment ago, about the, the Stoughton House of Brews. They used to have an incredible open mic there on Thursdays, hosted by the legendary Kevin Smith. I love that guy. He's, he's great. <laughs> Sexy bastard, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but he had a great uh, loyal following at those nights, and you, with some of the other regulars, just before COVID hit, put together a band. Yeah, there was a couple of a couple of guys that would go there from time to time. Uh, a guitar player actually found me there at one point, and the bass player, who you know, is uh, Johnny Murphy. He's he's up there with anybody who <laughs> you know will have him because he's just a damn good bass player. He is. Um, yeah, they got together with uh, you know a couple other guys, and you know they had this music project that was you know in a friend's basement. And they were like, hey, we need someone to be a, you know, to be a singer and uh, write lyrics for us. And I'm like, you know what? I need to meet people. So, yeah, let's do this. I got down there and was completely blown away, like just totally blown away by what they were doing. And I said, I'm in. I'm in. Before the night was out, I had like, you know, words on paper ready to go, you know. So. And it's, it's cool because the stuff that you do with... Clusterfunk, the band, sound-wise, is totally different, in my opinion, from your solo stuff. When you're writing lyrics, do you know in advance whether it's going to be a band project or whether it's going to be a solo project? Not a clue. <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> but I will say, with what I do with them, the inspiration comes from them. You know, they, they are musicians with incredible skill, incredible talent, and they have their own style. And I've been able to adapt to that style, you know, to do my part. 
But, you know, when I write for myself, I don't tend to write in that format, mostly because, honestly, I've been scared to because it, it's a very technical thing to do, like, you know, funk-style music that people don't realize just how much, you know, technical acumen goes into it. But they've they've helped me to, like, open up and, and develop. So, yeah, once I, once I write something down, usually I'll write from what they're doing when I'm working with them. But I have had some things where I said, hey, guys, let's do this. Speaking of which, let's hear another song. What are we listening to next? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise me. Yeah. You know what? Let's let's do a little Pearl Jam. I love Pearl Jam. I do, too. Yeah. Let's go for it. Why not? Bobby Kane. Tiny Stage is yours. 95.9 WATD. It's four o'clock, it's got to stop telling Take no more, she practices the speeches He opens the door, she rolls over Pretends to sleep as he looks her over She lies and says she's in love with him Can't find a better man Color she dreams in red. Can't find a better man. Can't find a better man. Can't find a better man. Talking. There's no one else who needs to know she tells herself Bobby Kane on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. How long has music been a part of your life? Forever. <laughs> like, literally forever. Um, I found my uncle's 
old St. Moritz guitar behind his dresser when I was three and started banging on it and never gave up. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would listen to my mother sing from, you know, from the other room. Like, that woman sent me to tears. Her voice is so beautiful. Um, I would listen to the radio and wish that I could be them, dance in front of my, my parents' full wall mirror in the living room, <laughs> you know, talk about classy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, dude, forever. What is your first musical memory? Ooh, wow. My first musical memory actually should not be possible because my mom took me to a screening of The Wiz when I was still just like toddler age, barely standing, able to walk. And I remember getting up and, you know, I was obviously held by my, by my parents, but <laughs> getting up during, you know, a couple of the songs, just dancing around and Lena Horne, you know, did her song at the end that I just, I got really into it, you know, that the whole Believe in Yourself song. And I got so into it as a toddler and I still remember it. it's super you know, like vague and, and just a wisp of a memory, but I remember it. And my mother has confirmed it for me that, I mean, that is cool. That solidifies it for me. That might man. be one of the best stories I've, I've heard from that question. <laughs> <laughs> that is Bobby Kane joining us tonight on the tiny stage here on 95.9 WATD. We are up against our first break. We have a lot more to chat about. And maybe some more songs to share as well. So stick around right here on 95.9 WATD. It's Almost Famous. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. My name is John, and you can follow along tonight, Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. Subscribe to our podcast by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or at almostfamousradio.com. Tonight, we have Bobby Kane on the tiny stage. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You sound great tonight. Thank <laughs> you for making this work. Well, thank you. Share with us your website, if you would. Sure. Uh, my website is bobbykanemusic.com. So B-O-B-B-Y-K-A-N-E, music, of course, M-U-S-I-C.com. And any social media pages you can share? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything I, I have is under Bobby Kane Music. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I will be honest, I am on Twitter, but I haven't really been spending a lot of time on there since, uh, you know, 45 was around. Uh, so, Who? <laughs> exactly. So. TikTok? You know what? I haven't done TikTok, and I don't know, maybe it's just that uh, that old curmudgeon growing in me <laughs> that's just like, I don't understand it. Get off my lawn. You know, I haven't quite done that yet, but I hear it's, you know, this huge thing. I know that some folks have used some of my music on TikTok, and for them, I say, hey, enjoy. Maybe I'll get there. Maybe. If people are enjoying what they're hearing tonight, how can they find your music? Oh, my music is, of course, you can go to bobbycanemusic.com. I am on, of course, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Google, Deezer, Tidal. If you have a streaming service, go ahead and look me up. I am there. Now, I understand, too, by the end of the month, there's going to be some new tracks introduced to the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, one in particular. One in particular, yes. Um, I have a track called Slums of Tartarus. And I know that sounds very strange, but... uh, there is a story behind that one. Um, that is cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone asked me how I was doing during the pandemic thing, and I, I looked them dead in the eye and said, I feel like I've been dragged through the slums of Tartarus. And there was a song. All right. I love it. <laughs> let's hear more from you. What are we listening to next? Um, let's see. Well, one of the songs that uh, I had done years and years ago uh, with one of my old bands, and it was a solo a solo tune. I started calling it I'm Usually Always Never Sometimes, and people thought that was just a weird title. So I released it very recently under the name Say You Love Me. Let's hear it. Okay. Bobby Kane, WATD on the Tiny Stage. 
Say you love me, say 
Awesome. Bobby Kane on the tiny stage. 95.9 WATD. I want to talk about your time in New York. Oh, boy. And I heard somewhere that you, at one point, were an open mic host in Greenwich Village. Yes. Talk about yeah. that. Um, I, I, oh, I was coming off of a really, really bad stint in, in my life. Um, I had lost someone. Actually, I lost someone that I was actually very, very close to marrying. Um, through suicide, and I ended up homeless for a couple of years. And a guy found me walking down the street with my guitar, which is the only thing I really had of value, and said, "Hey, can you play?" And gave me a gave me a gig, and um, I ended up playing there regularly. But through that, I found a network that uh, sent me out to the village, and and I found uh, the Bagot Inn, which unfortunately no longer exists. But uh, a guy named Tim Noon, who was hosting an open mic and needed some help, and he says. Dude, you know how to do this. Go ahead and do it. And I hosted uh, the open mics every other week at the Bagot Inn until eventually I took that over. And then we moved to another location, which was right around the street at uh, Kenny's Castaways. And both of those were like landmark locations. And I ran a huge open mic for several years there, meeting all sorts of people, all sorts of crazy people. I mean, these... Again, like I say, talent. The talent is insane. You know, we, we ran the gamut from folks who were just like, I've never touched an instrument before, but I want to try this. Or I've never sung in front of people before. Will you sit up here with me? And people who are like, I should be getting a Grammy right now. So, <laughs> you know, what the heck am I doing on this stage? And that's my thought, not theirs. It was beautiful. And I had such a great network of just absolutely amazing people, musicians, people who just came to see the shows and just enjoy music, you know, the, the random funny drunkards. You know, you got to have those two. It, it was just beautiful, absolutely beautiful, man. I heard, too, at one point, uh, a group of English musicians oh passed through and they were enjoying your music, from what I understand. English? Okay. <laughs> well... You know, there are so many things that go around. I think the, the the one you're thinking of was when I went over that way. I wrote a song that really wasn't that great of a song, but, you know, it had a, it had a vibe, and I scrapped it for a while, and I heard it on the radio. Uh, well, not it, but something that sounded so close. And I ended up sitting not too far from Noel Gallagher at one point, and I'm like, jokingly said, dude, I think you stole my song. And he's just like, yeah, probably. I don't think he was really paying any attention to me at all. I don't even know if he heard what I said, but that just, that stuck. That stuck. Not to put you on the spot, but can we hear your version? Oh, God. <laughs> um, or maybe a mashup of the two? <laughs> I can do that. I, I think I can totally do that. So let's do that. Sure. Um, what the heck was mine even called? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's All right. <laughs> Surprised if I get to 
day you will find me caught beneath the landslide in a champagne supernatural sky. Someday you will find me caught beneath the landslide in a champagne supernatural, champagne supernatural sky. Awesome. That's Bobby Kane on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Perfect segue into my next question. Oh, boy. Influences. Who did you grow up listening to? Who are you listening to now? Wow. You know, it feels weird to say I listen to everybody, but my dad had a crazy, crazy uh, music collection. So I listened to pretty much everybody. My, My biggest influences have always been... Pink Floyd, Queen, Michael Jackson, Prince, wow, George Michael, uh, there's just so many, P-Funk. I, I listen to so, so, so many. I mean, even then to like love Randy Travis, um, Garth Brooks, and then Benny Goodman. <laughs> you know, Some of that big band stuff is awesome. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> that World War II era swing is just insane. Yeah, I have a CD that if I'm doing a long trip and everybody's asleep in the car, I'll turn it on. But it's uh, Duke Ellington and Count Basie's orchestras together. Oh, nice. And that stuff really gets me, man. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'm glad you mentioned George Michael and Prince. Both of them would write, produce, and perform their music all by themselves. That's exactly what I do. Um, but yeah, I write, produce, I play all my instruments, I do all my vocals, except for some that... Dude, I have some choir stuff that's on my on my uh, music that people have been asking me, like, where did you get the choir from? And I'm like, dude, that's all MIDI. I just played that in the keyboard. <laughs> but um, I'm thankful, and I'm glad you brought that up. I'm so thankful for... There's a... a a community that is part of the Produce Like a Pro Academy. So if people get a chance to check that out, if you are into music in any way, shape, or form whatsoever, and you want to get involved in like doing stuff, look at Produce Like a Pro. And I swear, the guy who runs it is um, a guy named Warren Heward, who I mean, he's worked with The Fray and Aerosmith and all sorts of uh, different groups. And I can tell you right now, I consider him a true friend because that's what he is. That's how he teaches. And I've learned so much through him with putting my own music together. It's insane. It's insane. And I, and I love the man dearly. That is Bobby Kane on the tiny stage tonight. We have time for one more song. Does that work for you? You know what? Sure. We'll do that right after this. 95.9 WATD. We're live on the tiny stage. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage Hour, 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea. We introduce you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. And joining us tonight on the Tiny Stage, we have... The legendary Bobby Kane. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. I'm getting getting myself psyched up, so, you know, I'm going to do this next song. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, uh, one final time, give yourself another introduction. All righty. Well, my name is Bobby Kane. I come to you by way of the 95 <laughs> from New York. Um, I am living currently on a tiny little farm in Mansfield and loving every second of it. I even have goats. They're beautiful. Um yeah, I just want to make some music, share some love, and let some people know that they are not alone in this world. I love that. 
Share with us your website, if you would. Sure. It is bobbycanemusic.com. So B-O-B-B-Y-K-A-N-E-M-U-S-I-C.com. And the same applies to all of your social media. Social media. Everything is under Bobby Kane Music. You talked throughout the night about you've had many high points in your career. You've also had a few low points in your career, too. What advice would you give to somebody, especially now that the pandemic is starting to go back to more normalcy? What advice would you give to somebody who is thinking about starting a career in music full time? Do it. If you feel it, if you love it, if it's a part of your being, do it. And no matter what happens, even if you have to do something and push it to the side, keep it going. Don't stop because it will be the most fulfilling part of you if you have it in your soul. Great advice from Bobby Kane. Let's do one final song before we close out the night. What are we going up to the top of the hour with? Ah, this song is a song called Bad Habits. And as I was mentioning to you during the break, I haven't played this song all the way through in years. So if I flub, people are going to hear me flub, and I'm totally okay with that. I love that. It's, <laughs> you know, it, it, it just kind of, it, music doesn't have to be perfect. No, absolutely not. In fact, it shouldn't be perfect. Because the imperfections are the things that live within us. Well, thank you again, Bobby. Get home safely. We'll talk to you soon and hopefully catch you out somewhere, either at a cluster funk show or at an open mic someplace. You got it. Sure, I will. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Let's have some bad habits.
Hey! 